Welcome to Manners and Madness, a Jane Austen and David Lynch podcast. My name is Maya Adkins. And I'm Chris Cabrera. And today we are diving into the Rusty Lake Cube game series. Yes. I feel like this is going to be one that people are like, what does this have to do with Twin Peaks or David Lynch or Jane Austen? But it does. Mm-hmm. I promise. <laughs> it does. It does. And the more you play them, the more you're like, am I playing a Twin Peaks video game? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah. It's kind of my favorite style of game because I've been playing mm-hmm. point and click adventure games this is more of a point and click puzzle game but i've been playing point and click adventure games since i was in like fifth grade and mm. i played king's quest 5 on the computer <laughs> back when that's the only way you could play games well i guess the nintendo was probably out but they didn't have this kind of game on the nintendo right 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 this was my first time playing a point and click game i've never played them before but i feel like that's like especially because i played it on my phone um, it's like the most perfect phone or iPad game. It totally, totally. Because it's like, you don't have to have a controller. You don't have to have all this extra stuff. It's just like, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's a lot more fun. On the, <laughs> it was little one of the best helms. things about like iPad games coming out was that all of these games that I used to play came out for the iPad. And I was like, oh God, I can play all these games again. And then people yes. were making new ones. And I was like, hallelujah my favorite type of game (laughs) (laughs) well so since we're going to start on this we usually start with a first time playing it uh do you remember your first time playing these games and do you remember your first point and click game Mm -hmm, so i'm curious mm -hmm. to hear about those (laughs) yes i believe king's quest 5 was my first point and click game it was more of an adventure game on the computer and mm-hmm. the earlier King's Quest games were more like, you know, you had to like type out like walk to here or, you know, and I tried <laughs> to play those after I had played King's Quest V, but that was like a mouse. Uh-huh. You know, you like looked for things uh... and like back in those days, they were a lot harder because they would not be so uh, user friendly. Like you'd have to save constantly. And if you miss something, you have to go back <laughs> to like five previous saves and stuff. Which oh my God. Kind of sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes you for future games be like, I have to be as thorough as possible. <laughs> yeah. And come over everything. Before they had like walkthroughs online because there was no online really mm. and you had to call hint lines and i remember calling hint lines and my mom being like you are not allowed to call 1-900 numbers <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny i'm looking at um <laughs> like screen grabs of king's quest 5 and it looks very familiar to me but i don't know where from so maybe i've seen someone playing it or something but hmm. it looks so there, familiar. there were several more yeah there were several more after that there's actually a recent one, like in, I want to say like the 10s, the 2010s, uh-huh. 14, the, 15, the, 16. I don't know uh, when. <laughs> no, not the zero ones, the one ones. Oh, I always <laughs> think that the, <laughs> I always think the odds, I'm like, that sounds like it should be the 2010s through 19. So I, know, I, in my brain, I feel like, like it was so much easier in the night in the <laughs> 1900s <laughs> because Mm-hmm. which is like 80s 90s 70s and now it's like 2010 numbers we don't recognize <laughs> right okay what else should i be nostalgic about in that <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i kicked quest it was fun but since i played these okay let's see i played these probably maybe like 
I don't know. I can't keep track of time anymore. I want to say 10 years, but it's probably too much. <laughs> Maybe like. I I want to say, if I remember, the the earliest, the first ones I think came out in 2015 maybe 2015 okay well i probably played it in like 20 well that's almost because yeah that's almost 10 years okay <laughs> i was almost right <laughs> yeah <laughs> you just round it up <laughs> always <laughs> <laughs> but i definitely remember because there was a lot of free ones because they didn't come all mm-hmm. in one package when i was first playing them oh. they were like a bunch of little tiny free games so i was playing them and i definitely remember being like these are kind of weirdly disturbing for being like so basic cartoony. <laughs> uh huh. And I don't think I really. I think I, as I played them, I was like, these give me a very Twin Peaks vibe. But a lot of the games I play give me Twin Peaks vibes because I love like <laughs> you just can't help it. random dystopian <laughs> point and click type adventure games. And mm-hmm. I think probably a lot of them were inspired by Twin Peaks. So. Yeah, oh, so sure. as more came out, I played more, and it's just, it's, it definitely has that Twin Peaks feeling of, I don't exactly know what all this means. <laughs> Something <laughs> smarter than me can theorize, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's like, you know, like, there's like a sort of murder mystery aspect of it, and there's like supernatural aspects of it. And like the whole time I was playing, yeah. I was like, mm, uh, Dale Cooper would love these games. <laughs> yeah, would be so good at them. <laughs> well, tell me about your. You just played them for the first time. Yeah, I. They were definitely a lot spookier than I expected. Because mm-hmm. the the first one we played was the multiplayer one together, oh, and yeah, yeah. that one was really fun because there's like a a split aspect to it where one person's in the future, one person's in the past, and it's just a lot of. It was so different that I expected. I thought it was gonna be like flat screen and you just click this and oh read this message and figure out this clue or something but it's like <laughs> codes and you kind of like move the screen around it's a lot of fun I had I really liked them and I kind of downloaded the whole package of them and I'm just making my way through them oh good good <laughs> yeah I really enjoyed that one the one we played together was called the past within and it was mm-hmm. two people play at the same time the same game and while it's not actually connected, the way you sign up for it, it knows exactly like what track you're on. And there's kind of yeah. like four potential tracks you can take each person. So it's basically like you have a code, I have a code, and we go around, we look, and it never felt mm-hmm. like, I don't know, maybe I'm getting way ahead of myself <laughs> talking about this game. <laughs> but um, yeah, let's, okay, maybe I'll just save it for, but um, I really enjoyed that one. That was fun. Yeah, I really liked it. The other nice thing, cool thing about these games is if, because I am, you know, as I said, I used to always use the helpline and I'm not above looking for a walkthrough. Me neither. Because <laughs> I definitely did look. Yeah. And there's so many achievements that you can get. And I am like a completionist type of a crazy person sometimes, mm-hmm. especially with games. <laughs> and so I went through most of these. I'm sure every single one of these games I've gone through at one point. Because I've replayed them all several times. Because <laughs> when I find something I like, I'm like, oh, it's been two months since I played that. Let me play it again. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if you do all the achievements, a lot of the games have like different endings. And some of the games you play twice Ooh. in a row and there's different stuff. Like you'll get codes from certain things. And 
So there's a lot yeah. extra that you can get out of them too. Yeah, I noticed the achievements thing and it reminded me of when I, I think the first time I came across like achievements in games was like the Xbox 360 and I was very much a completionist and I remember playing like <laughs> Halo 3 and looking at all the achievements and being like, I need a hundred percent completion. I don't care if it's like one of those like crazy Zelda ones where it's like, find these millions of Korok seeds and I found every hours. single fucking Korok seed. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I remember back then I used to spend hours. I was like, I'm going to get every single achievement just for me. <laughs> The game studio is called Rusty Lake, and it can be a little confusing to find all the games because they're not all released under the same name. But I believe the first game that they released that this is all based on, like they used... uh, Okay, well, (laughs) I don't even know how to do this. It's so hard because I'm not used to doing a game series, so... Yeah, it's a okay. learning curve. Yeah, okay, so I'll just read. this. They're an indie game studio based in Amsterdam, founded mm-hmm. by Robin Rass and Martin Lewis. Two A's and two O's in the Martin and Lewis. So I might be pronouncing that wrong. <laughs> That's Martin Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know the Dutch like to add extra letters that we don't pronounce so (laughs) so so confusing to try to walk around amsterdam when i was there (laughs) yeah i remember watching drag race holland and (laughs) a lot of the names and a lot of the drag queen names were very like we're gonna throw in an extra j and four e's and i'm like but you don't pronounce them why are we saying them (laughs) okay so this is what they say on the website Since spring 2015, we have developed 15 surrealistic adventure games that take place in the Rusty Lake universe, inspired by David Lynch's TV series, Twin Peaks. We decided to create our own imaginative universe called Rusty Lake. We tried to bring something new to the point-and-click genre by adding suspense, atmosphere to the escape room setting, and release our series of games as a part of a larger story. So... I was looking at something else. Um, actually, maybe... No, I don't think it says it in there. I think I was found like an interview with the... It's so funny. I found an article that says, After 15 games in a movie, Rusty Lake is indie gaming's answer to the MCU. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> There's a lot of games that are interconnected. That might be a little right. bit of a <laughs> I think a lot of places are like, hmm... Multiple uh, <laughs> games connected. Gotta be the MCU now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um, so anyway, I love indie games. I love point and click games. They're really cool. They have a huge fandom wiki, which is kind of confusing. But what I uh, what I believe <laughs> is that there was a game that they started with called Samsara. Like they used to do other kinds oh, of games, but they would just that's so familiar. I can't remember what they had to do with, but they would just be one offs. So people would like them, but you know they didn't like get a constant fan base from them. Right. So they did the Samsara game, and they said, 
you know what, we're just going to do more games based on this game so that more people will come back. Like, you know, how a lot of games do like chapters. So you'll yes. get a chapter and then another chapter and another chapter. And that's what they did. And even one of their games, Cube Escape Paradox, I believe, had like a short 15-minute mm-hmm. movie that went with it. It had a comic oh. book that went with it. I've never seen the comic book. But you also get clues from like the little movie to play the game, the second playthrough, and can get different endings and oh, stuff. So I like really that. Cool. Yeah. I really like that kind of stuff where it's like you kind of have to like, quote unquote, go out of your way a little bit to get all the clues and kind of do some research in a way. And I I, like, if you're a dedicated enough fan, you're going to do it because you love the games. Yeah. Yeah. Should we talk a little bit about some of the characters in the games? Sure. Or did you have something else you wanted to add to the beginning notes section? I don't think so, no. Okay. I mean, if the if the feeling of them did not give Twin Peaks, the char- some of the character names will definitely give you Twin Peaks. Because <laughs> yeah, I was looking, yeah. I was like, huh. <laughs> yeah, there's three very distinct Twin Peaks names. Because you start mm-hmm. off, I believe it's the first game. I, I can't really remember. They all bleed together in my head. So since you've played... The first ones most recently. You yes. have to <laughs> tell me if I'm correct. But <laughs> I think in the first game, you are playing as Dale Vandermeer and yes, you're investigating so. the death of Laura. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what her last name is. I had to pull that. It was Laura. Laura Vanderboom. Laura Vanderboom. And Eventually, you find out that the person who killed her was her boyfriend. Although this is also one of those, you know, the the things change. Maybe I don't know. Am I spoiling? I guess if you're listening to this, you're getting a little bit spoiled, but it doesn't really matter. I promise. Well, <laughs> I think especially with these games, because of the way they're set up, like even if you know who did it, you still have to do all the work of finding the clues. And I think that's the yeah. most fun part. Yeah, definitely. And honestly, you don't really even figure out who did it for a long time into the game series but yeah i believe robert slash bob is the one who killed mm-hmm. her and he in one of the games like the white door you play as him and he's kind of like had a break from reality and doesn't mm. even realize he's done it which is very twin peaks as well <laughs> you know, and the bob. white door the white lodge <laughs> yes yes hello <laughs> and then there's a whole series beyond the cube escape series which is are the rusty lake series which talk about like the history of her family so like the vanderboom line which is a lot of what we were playing in the past within was like the characters that were like her relatives a lot of people speculate the character of rose who we played in that game is her mother and then there's like a villainous character named albert who also Oh my god, I don't even know. I'm like, <laughs> how much detail do I need to put into this? But like, there's a whole elixir thing, like the past part that you're dealing with, mm-hmm. where you're trying to gather, like, I think body parts. There's a lot of weird stuff. Oh, yeah. And from a lot of the different characters, and make an elixir that will help one of the people live or be reborn. 
Yeah. So I don't know if well, she's like born. <laughs> yeah, because that's kind of in the the past within game that we played. It's it has this element to it that is very Twin Peaks. Like once you get past the first season of Twin Peaks, when we start really getting into like the supernatural element of it and the lodges and the red room and all that stuff, like it kind of enters this realm of like not making sense, but making sense where you're like, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily understand like, cause you know, we don't have a, a realm of understanding of supernatural kind of stuff. So it's like, right. I get it, but then I don't, but I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and there's this whole other world where, there's these animals that are like, well, first there's Harvey, who is a parrot, who is kind of with yes. throughout the entire series and may have a greater. He is also representative of a human, I believe. But like, there's oh. Mr. Crow, Mr. Bat, Mr. Deer, Mr. Boar, Mrs. Pheasant, uh, Miss. I think there's a Miss Pigeon, and <laughs> so they all kind of represent characters from the the like family tree uh-huh and there's also of course cubes so there's like a black cube a white cube a blue cube a gold cube mm-hmm. and they all represent different things the gold cube very specifically feels twin peak season three which <laughs> you're not quite familiar with yet <laughs> no. but there's a lot of gold and there's like a whole corrupted soul thing <laughs> from what i i remember seeing part of the first episode of season three of twin peaks and i feel like there is a connection of corrupted soul and yeah that first episode especially like a certain scene i have in my head mm-hmm. um but yeah the the corrupted soul i feel like is such a a bob character from twin peaks yeah in it's a way. very much or even well, not Alora, but like it's kind of like you know the the possession aspect. Yeah, you know, it's like the yeah, sort of like the influence of quote unquote evil in a way. Yeah, exactly. And it's always really creepy when the corrupted soul shows yep. up, <laughs> starts crawling around in the background. <laughs> yeah, that's one. That's one aspect I really like about these games is the creepy element. Um, yeah, because there are a ton of creepy games and what i like about them is that like even if like we're not doing something super creepy in the moment we're trying to figure something out there's always something going on in the background you're like what was that (laughs) yeah Yeah. also another twin peaks cyan harvey the bird is Mm -hmm. in a cage with a red curtain and that Mm -hmm. i feel like that red curtain kind of permeates a lot of the games yeah i was um when i was playing i think it's on seasons the cube seasons or whatever it's called the um harvey the bird reminded me a lot of the bird from twin peaks that sort of knew who killed lord (laughs) yeah waldo i was like i can't remember his name (laughs) and then yeah (laughs) the bird who knew too much (laughs) well let's go well let's see i don't know let's go over some let's just go through the games a little bit and just talk about what games are in the series yeah that sounds good it's also got like voice actors doing all of the characters Mm -hmm. and a really interesting kind of creepy soundtrack so i believe that first one is seasons yes there's a whole thing called the cube escape collection and i just gonna go through these there might be a little bit of a discrepancy on when they came out like i think maybe like cube escape the cave came out after rusty lake Mm. hotel or something so 
Let's just go through the Cube Escape collection to begin with. Okay. Seasons is the first one. Mm -hmm. And you played that one. So why don't you just give a little quick synopsis of that one? Yeah. uh, You're kind of investigating the murder of Laura Vanderboom. And it's really cool because you start in the... Hold on, let me open it real quick. Because you start at a... I think it's the spring of 1964. And you go in, you're collecting clues. And there's definitely like, you know, cubes. Like, I think it's black cubes present. And the blue cube once it gets to the end. But once you unlock the cubes, you're able to like time travel to different seasons of different years. And Mm. what I really love about, this is probably my favorite one of the ones I've played so far, is that you kind of have to go back and forth to get clues. So like, yeah. You'll get a clue in like fall 1971, that's for spring 1964. And so you have to go back to spring and then kind of like make the clues happen so that you can reap the benefits in the fall. And yes, yes. I remember yeah. that one. No, it's yeah. coming back to me. <laughs> There's so many that, and I played them all. And it was like the most recent ones, of course, are the only ones that are still in my memory at the moment. Right. Well, like the Cube collection has nine games and that's not even all of them so (laughs) (laughs) i just really like this one because there's just so much in it and it this one feels like a full like full full game Mm -hmm. compared to the other ones because there's like technically you're playing four different time periods right 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 it's just really creepy it's really cool it's really it feels like the most investigative to me of Mm -hmm. the bunch yeah and that's the one where you basically learn how to like look around the room yes. and you know you can look at the ceiling you turn on lights and mm-hmm. open windows there's a lot of that that's like consistent throughout them oh yeah okay then we have the lake which yes i played that one too <laughs> <laughs> okay, you, you need to give, give us that one too then well so the lake you start in a like a, a boat like not a boathouse like what would you call it? like a lake house i guess that's like right on the lake you have like different it's things like a boat house without a boat in it kind of <laughs> yeah because it's like, like on it, a dock or something yeah it literally like opens up on a lake and there's you're in it's just like one giant room and you have to like go through and open cabinets and find keys and this one was really fun too because there's like a a fishing element to it that you can uh-huh. use different kinds of bait and this one was really fun. This one, though, I did not. I finished it, but I did not get all the achievements because there was like a safe that I never opened. And I was like, but I want to open the safe. How do I open the safe? Yeah, I definitely remember the last time I played that one because I <laughs> I have all the symbols for the achievements <laughs> right here. But that one definitely has like a, if you, you kind of have to look it up if you don't get it the first time because there's a lot of different ways you can combine mm-hmm. like the things you fish out and yes you know depending you can find a, a code and actually the cube escape collection i believe has codes within games that are for other games oh i didn't know so, that yeah it's, <laughs> i should just try it you just play it forever <laughs> <laughs> yeah this one i felt like was the first supernatural kind of of the bunch that for me like i mean the first one you can go back in time or whatever but this one had like the corrupted spirit and mm-hmm. had this like tree with eyes on it it was really creepy and i liked it yeah 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 that one's very atmospheric okay how about arles this one's really cool because it's like a van gogh themed one uh-huh 
it's like a painting you're in almost yeah <laughs> and then there's like putting paintings together you you see van gogh in it he makes a, a cameo and <laughs> <laughs> this one is the one that i would say i'm probably like 75 percent through and I'm kind of stuck right now because I'm like, I've looked under every single pillow and I've looked at <laughs> every corner and I can't find the next thing I need. And so I just need to look through it again after taking a break. But this one's really, <laughs> it's really beautiful. I love it. Yeah, I, I think I read at some point I was reading a, an article with an interview by the artist and they were asking about this one and if there would be any future historical figures. And they were like, yeah, we definitely want to, but... We felt like Van Gogh, his story really fit in with this, with the mm -hmm. story we were trying to tell, which I was like, well, they are Dutch. So that makes sense yeah. because Van Gogh <laughs> was Dutch. So, but also I was, I was listening to a podcast about Blue Velvet the other day and thinking about this game and like, maybe there's a connection with the whole ear thing if they're inspired mm -hmm. by David Lynch in general. Anyway, that was just my own random speculation. <laughs> did you play Harvey's Box or did you have more about Arles? I had, I don't have any more and I have, Harvey's Box is next up for me. Okay. So Harvey's Box, you kind of play as Harvey and you're in a box Ooh. and you are trying to figure out how to get out. And like, you know, there's people, I think you're basically being moved from one location to another. I'm not really exactly sure. I'm sure it has something to do with like the timeline. Mm -hmm. If you go to fandom, I went to fandom, I went to Reddit and I was like, I still can't make sense of what y'all are trying to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what case 23 is. Let me just look at it really quick. Oh, I think it's also having to do with, yeah, it's kind of more back into the like, you are the detective at the police station in that one, I believe. Mm. And so you're putting together all the pieces and stuff like that. Okay, then there is the mill. Mm -hmm. Feels and... very twoopy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one you're in a mill. <laughs> and you are also, it's just like a little bit more of elaborate puzzles. There's a lot of Zodiac puzzles in that one and star Ooh. puzzles, which I love when a Zodiac puzzle comes into an adventure game or like a point and click game because I'm like, I don't even need to look it up. I don't need the hints. I know how the Zodiac works. Yeah. <laughs> it's the most, you're like the most prepared for that type of game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, then we have a birthday which is very interesting and tells mm. the backstory of Dale and his tragic backstory. When he was a kid, know. his whole family got killed. It was very, it's a very oh. crazy game. It's very unexpected. A rabbit shows up and kills everyone, but then it kind of goes <laughs> back in time and is like, no, we're changing the past. Oh. And, but you're like, did we really change the past? It's very weird. Mm. then we have the theater which is so david lynch to me <laughs> um, i mean like... the icon itself is just red curtains yeah, <laughs> so... exactly. <laughs> <laughs> i expect like senorita dido to show up and start singing yeah but <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's you know another one of the game it's fun cave i think is one that came out fairly recently in this collection and mm -hmm. that has to do i think more with like the making of the elixir and mm. that one, you go on a submarine and go on a submarine Whoa. journey. It's very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then I'll skip over to Rusty Lake. There's the Rusty Lake Hotel, Rusty Lake Roots, and Rusty Lake Paradise. Mm -hmm. at, at the hotel, 
this is all the creatures. You're you're Ooh. not playing as the creatures, like, mm-hmm. but like like an observer. All all the creatures are staying at this hotel, and you're kind of like they're what's the word I'm looking for? Like concierge. Um, yeah, kind of like they're concierge. You're you're going and doing things that they want you to do, and oh, okay, you kind of end up killing them all and eating them all. Oops. But um... <laughs> <laughs> world of creatures and monsters. I mean. <laughs> uh rusty like these i feel like these three they're kind of their premium games they're all Mm. very cool and interesting to play and they're very long comparative to some like the cube escape ones rusty like roots is really interesting because you're following a family tree and there are all these little puzzles within the tree for each person Mm -hmm. and it's putting together a story of like the grandparents and the parents and their kids and You learn a lot of the backstory of, like, I guess, Laura's family. The Islanders and the Vanderbooms. <laughs> <laughs> then we have Rusty Lake Paradise, which is actually, I think, that one might be my favorite just because it's really cool. You're on this island. Eat, you're, there's, like, I guess, how many plagues were there in the Bible? Seven? I think so. So I think there's probably like seven levels <laughs> because they're all <laughs> a plagues. But mm. um, you're going through this. Each one is very different. They're very cool. That's a lot of like all the um, the historical people are mm-hmm. in. There's a lot of cubes. <laughs> there's a lot of weird <laughs> animals. I like that. There's like giant mosquito people. <laughs> Ooh, that reminds me of like Rick and Morty. <laughs> For Rick and Morty fans, those giant mosquito. Ooh, there's space owls, people. big owls in this one. Ooh, uh, owls, hello. Even kind of like the icon is like a wicker man owl. Like a, so. That's scary. Well, all of our <laughs> things coming together. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, then there is the Cube Escape Paradox, which is interesting because there's actually like two games and a movie. Ooh. So there's like a part one and a part two, I believe, within the game. And if you watch the movie, you can find clues because there's like things you enter within it. Mm. I think that's the one where... No, this one is just... It's very much like a Seasons. Okay. But like there's that. two different versions, and there's the thing, and there's a lot of codes. Okay, the white door is the one where you're playing as Robert in like an insane mm. asylum. Well, maybe oh. not an insane, some sort of a some sort of like even, uh, you're even allowed to say insane asylum anymore. But. <laughs> <laughs> some sort of like medical hospital, like live-in facility. Yes, exactly. But it's very a suspect because mm. you're like, who is running this, and. You kind of have flashbacks and uh-huh. you're like, did I do it? And this is the only time I really thought, oh, this is the person who killed her. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of a little bit of Moon Knight. Oh, to, like, yeah. That whole sequence of, you know, like not knowing different parts of yourselves and waking up in a, you know, hospital facility that you have to live yes. in and the whiteness and definitely um also i think legion if you guys watch that on fx that oh, was yeah, also yeah. very that was mad. good yeah that one's really cool because it's very it doesn't have a lot of color and when it does have color it's used very strategically mm-hmm. yeah that one is cool and also that one is um i think released under a different name so it's kind of hard to you know, if you just look up Rusty Lake or just look up the cube, then you might not even know that that's one of the games. So right. <laughs> then we have Samsara Room, which 
from what I understand, at least a version of this was their first one that they released. But I don't think that this is this might be just like an updated Mm-hmm. reimagined version of it that's cool or this might be the original one but like that one's this one is really cool because you're finding these things and you play as like a lizard and so you're like <laughs> a tiny lizard and you're looking at everything from a weird perspective and sometimes you're a worm and sometimes you're <laughs> i don't know and you're all these different things and depending mm-hmm. on how you set up a bunch of objects you turn into these different things and so it's just really interesting because it's like you can change it but just the perspective thing is very cool. And then the last one is the past within, which is the one we played together, mm-hmm. which you're playing in the past and in the future. One person is in the past, mm-hmm. one person is in the future. And you're like Rose and Albert Vanderboom <laughs> from the past <laughs> and future. And I think you're trying to create the elixir. Yes. To bring Albert back. Yes. To there's like, Yeah. Then the, the like, corrupted soul also appears in this game. And it's a lot of like looking in. It reminds me of seasons. So you have to look into the past, the person who's in the past to like feed yeah. the future person clues. And it's very, I like the way it's how complimentary it is. It's a very fun way to introduce people who've never played the games. Yeah. And it's got like two different sections at one kind of chapter. So like the first part, the person in the past is playing a very like, it's almost like The Room, if you've ever played that game, The Room, which mm-hmm. is like a puzzle box that you can kind of spin around and it opens up as you're finding mm-hmm. puzzle pieces. Mm-hmm. It's very popular. There's like four different room games, which are also great, but they're not so much Twin Peaks related. But this, so then if you're in the past, you play, you have your own version of a puzzle box, which is in the second half. So anyway, I just thought that was really cool. It's like, oh. I've never seen a puzzle box in these games before. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a really fun element of it. Just the different uh, like mechanical aspects of it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty much all the games. Do you have um, a favorite? Oh, gosh. I know that's a, that's a loaded question. <laughs> I think my favorite is season so far of the ones I've played. Just because uh-huh. it is so, there's so much to it. And I like the the murder mystery aspect of it. And also I feel like a lot of it, because it's like the first one you probably will play, like the tools that you use that you think are for one thing, you use them on another thing. You're like, I didn't even know I was supposed to do that with that tool. <laughs> yeah. And that one sets up all of the characters and it's the most mm-hmm. Twin Peaks inspired or, yes. you know, it definitely has the most elements of it. I would say, I mean, partially I really loved playing The Past Within also mm-hmm. because it's really novel to play this kind of game with another person and just be able to yeah. share the experience. It was really fun. We actually played through the whole thing and we were like, well, now that we've played through it all, let's play through it again with the opposite. And that was right. really fun too. That was also really fun. But honestly, out of all of them, I think the Rusty Lake Paradise might be my favorite. I also really like Rusty Lake Hotel just because you kind of like really get to know these weird animal people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the Rusty Lake ones are really fun. They're not as much Twin Peaksy, but they're kind of more weird in a certain ways. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you saying animal creature people makes me think of rabbits almost. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so... well, there is a Mr. Rabbit. So, <laughs> so there's the connection that I <laughs> quickly made. Yeah, yeah. I mean, David Lynch and these uh, game developers are all 
Ryan the same wavelength. Exactly. <laughs> well, is there any element that's your favorite like element within the game or a puzzle that you like the best? I would say probably my favorite puzzle aspect was in the um the lake uh of the cube games, the fishing aspect of it because you know, you I immediately was like, "Oh, I got to find, you know, hook and bait and do all that." And then there's like it starts to like where you get to the point where you can't find more clues and you're like, let me just mess around with this fishing pole. And it changes <laughs> like what the fishing pole is used for. And you're like, oh, I never even thought of that. And it's just like, what can I put on this fishing pole and get it from the <laughs> lake? And it's just really cool. And it was yeah. like really fun. Yeah, that's really fun because it's like, that's part of how you get to like the extra stuff is like mm -hmm. depending on what you put on the fishing pole and what you get back you know <laughs> mm -hmm. that's that was really fun and like something that was kind of like what changed like oh maybe i should just try everything on everything yeah yeah they have really good puzzles one element that i would say maybe not my favorite but the most like memorable to me are all mm -hmm. of the like really gross parts because they're so <laughs> <Yeah>. unexpected <laughs> like there's one where you're like you gotta collect leeches and Blah. put them in a machine that gives blood and it's always like this is so gross but it's also like so cartoonish that it's not like oh yeah you know <laughs> it's so far removed <laughs> yeah I, I immediately thought of like the past within element of like collecting the things to make the elixir and oh, all yeah, the gross yeah, I was going to say, I think it might be in the cube, the cave. Mm -hmm. I think it's in the cave. There is an element at the end where you have a bunch of items like sand or, you know, dirt, wind, mm -hmm. fire, like elemental stuff. And you combine them Ooh. and it makes like uh, lava or glass or, uh, you know, oh. algae or whatever. And then you combine those things until you finally get the elixir, which is a really oh. cool puzzle because you can make all sorts of crazy stuff with the combos. That is really <laughs> cool. I like that. Yeah. Well, should we sort someone? Should we sort Vale da Vale <laughs> Vale <Dandrum? laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Oh, well, okay. He's got a tragic backstory. Mm-hmm. He is very conflicted. We know this. He's not Dale from Twin Peaks. No. He's definitely more of like a scruffy detective older guy, you know, than a yeah. fresh-faced FBI agent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's really, uh, he gives off the, I've really seen some shit in my life kind of yeah. And we so he's, out he really has. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's he's very aware. He's not naive. He's very aware of. He sees the world as it is. He's very like, a realist and very inquisitive because he's investigating this mystery. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm. Um, what are you thinking? I'm sort of thinking an Earth sign. Yeah, I was originally thinking. Definitely Saturn ruled, which makes me think Aquarius or Capricorn. Capricorn's the Earth sign. Mm -hmm. And yeah, Capricorn, hardworking, driven, you know, not a lot of frou-frou. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like Capricorn. That sounds really good. Yeah, I think Capricorn is good. I mean, we're right on the cusp of Capricorn and Aquarius season right now. Yesterday was mm -hmm. David Lynch's birthday. I have <laughs> Happy another, <belated. laughs> My aunt and I have another friend who are both 
born the same day. And wow. one of them is a Capricorn. <laughs> and <laughs> David Lynch is an Aquarius, supposedly, although I've never spoken to him. I don't know his actual birth time. And I think most of the charts online for him are, you know, guessing Assumed. at the birth time. And they're like, <laughs> he's got to be an Aquarius. But um, anyway, it's just interesting that two people born on the same day can have two different signs. But oh, yeah. Yeah. So maybe Dale is a January 20th baby and he's more on the capricorn side <laughs> yeah i like the cusp aspect of it but leaning more towards capricorn yeah i like that yeah both are saturn ruled so similar in certain aspects mm-hmm. i can never remember what order it's been so long since we've really i mean we just did one but <laughs> i think it's is it D next D D. okay i think so i would say i want to say chaotic good because the chaotic aspect of it to me is like the situation. I guess I could see lawful. The situation is chaotic for sure. Yeah. But that's, I feel like he's like, I'm just going to make sense of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what I was having trouble with. I was like, he finds himself, I mean, his entire life seems to be chaotic, but it's not necessarily <laughs> his fault. So right. yeah, let's do lawful good. Okay. I feel like lawful good in a chaotic evil situation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the most chaotic, the most evil. <laughs> yeah. And I would say he could even be like a lawful neutral, but I feel mm-hmm. like he is trying to do good. Yeah. His intentions maybe, are really good. Yeah. Maybe future games will learn more about him. But, oh, uh, t- uh, uh, Jane Austen. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, game. if we wanted for him, we could do a Jane Austen and a David Lynch, since this is not specifically David Lynch. True, true. Let's do that. So <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like the David Lynch aspect of it for me is a little easier. Uh, I feel like he would obviously love Twin Peaks, duh. But um, <laughs> he might be like, oh, this is too too much my reality. Yeah, <laughs> this is a documentary <laughs> to me. <laughs> Yeah, he might like really like him. Blue Velvet. Again, I'm like, would you want that if you were him? Or would you want like the straight story and as like your (gasps) escapism? (laughs) Oh, that's such a good aspect of it. Yeah. I like the escapism of him wanting to have the straight story, very simple life. (laughs) If only I could get on my tractor and drive across the country. (laughs) And go and never look back. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Yeah, but he's more like living in a blue velvet even like a like a well you haven't seen it yet but like Mulholland Drive is gets into the like more crazy Twin Peaks metaphysical mm. aspects so mm-hmm. you know okay but Jane Austen I, I'm, you, I'm, go ahead oh, I was just thinking you know like the solving of Laura murder of Laura's murder which I also feel like with Dale Cooper is like almost like a romantic prospect so it feels mm-hmm. like they would like Jane Austen you know like oh yeah <laughs> yeah and i i was gonna say my my mind for like these types of characters always go to northanger abbey just in like the investigative aspect of it and following I like a mystery <laughs> <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> can we read it again <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i would love that actually because that one's just so much fun it's like the we most should do fun. a commentary on the 80s one just now, so that's a great idea watch it again <laughs> <laughs> I want to see those 80s haircuts. Yeah, I want to sit in a room with you and watch that and comment on it for sure. We got to yes. figure that out. <laughs> yes, maybe we'll do that this year as a fun one. Yeah. Okay, well, Northern Army sounds definitely like a good one. 
I almost feel like if he really wanted the escapism, the most mm-hmm. like furthest removed from what the life he lives would be like an Emma. <laughs> I was just about to say. <laughs> Maybe he's like, I need some comedy in my life. And yeah. Emma's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I don't see him being, I mean, he probably would love persuasion, but also probably. might not reach for it as often because yeah. or maybe he would maybe he likes to torture himself not that it's a torture <laughs> but like you know the the sadness aspect i would say Anne elliot <laughs> seems to be like a little bit more on the the she's a little more of a clinical depression kind of person <laughs> <laughs> but emma is such a my life's good yeah. easy i'm having fun yes <laughs> And, okay, tarot cards. I feel like oh, you could definitely fun. make a cube rusty like a tarot card set with all the Oh, characters. that would be so much fun. <laughs> and I guess Dale would have to be... No? I was going to say a magician, but then I'm like, no, there's plenty of other characters who need to be the magician. <laughs> <laughs> Dick. <laughs> Although he does appear throughout. Um, let's see. Maybe, like, he could maybe be like, no... I wanted to say like the world card, which is like the last of the major arcana, mm-hmm. just because he's almost apart from the series, although he is dragged into it, you know, like he is a part of this crazy cube world and he gets drawn mm-hmm. into it. So, but I feel like he's definitely major arcana. <laughs> what about like Could the high justice? priestess? I would say yes, but then I'm like, but Rose, but right. all these Ugh. other characters. <laughs> <laughs> I think that he's could be the justice card. Okay, I like that. That seems to be very like very fitting. Yeah, that I think that's a good one for him. Should we do a recommendation? Because we still got a few minutes. <laughs> I was just about to say, maybe we should, since we're covering a video game, maybe talk about like any sort of like either recommend a video game we've played lately or talk about a video game that we're excited for that's coming out soon oh, okay yes or both. <laughs> you want to go first sure i will say i'll do two one that i've been playing and one that i feel like fits kind of into this theme sort of of clue finding for the one i've been playing for my birthday i got uh, the new pokemon violet I almost said the other one. Um, (laughs) They're always colors. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It was either Pokemon Scarlet or Violet. And Violet seemed (laughs) the most more me. (laughs) But I've really been enjoying it a lot lately. It's kind of their first, like, it's technically their second open world game. But it's like their first foray into, like, a brand new story with brand new Pokemon in an open world. And it's just a lot of fun. You get to like fly around on this Pokemon and ride it like a bike and do all like, you know, battle the gym leaders, go to the Elite Four, like very classic Pokemon game and catch all these crazy Pokemon. And I'm just really enjoying it so much. And I've had it since the beginning of December and I'm still like so not done with it, <laughs> There's, <laughs> which I really appreciate a very long game. Uh-huh. And I'm really enjoying it. I will, however, say that 
there's like this whole aspect of Pokemon, like catching, they call them shiny Pokemon, which are like, oh, they're just different colors. Uh-huh. They're very, very hard to find in Pokemon Scarlet. And I don't appreciate that because <laughs> I have not seen a single shiny Pokemon and I've had it for over a month. So really? Wow. Yeah, I don't like that, <laughs> but I'm really liking it. And then my second one that's kind of related to clue finding is a game I bought last year called Hitman 3. And I was just listening to a podcast about the Hitman series. I've never played any of them, but I remember playing the first one a long time ago, but the Hitman three game is really fun. There's um, obviously you're a Hitman, a hired Hitman, (laughs) and you kind of have to go to these like places to kind of, you know, complete your assignment on these people. And there's like like multiple multiple ways to like complete your assignment you can like poison things and serve it to them as a waiter and you can like change your disguise and blend in and yeah there's like a whole like clue finding aspect of it where it's like the more you know about your target the easier it'll be for you to kind of complete the assignment and so it's a lot of fun and I always go back to it because I'm like there's so many ways to finish it and there are also (laughs) achievements just like the key that's cool that's cool it's, this is like the hardest <laughs> to tell you. Okay, some of them I know I've mentioned before on the podcast, so I'm not going to mention mm-hmm. those. I like have a entire folder on my iPad of adventure games, which are point and click adventure mm-hmm. games I love. <laughs> There's a whole series called the Blackwell series that Ooh. I really like, where you're playing as like a, a medium who's got a okay. ghost companion, and you're basically helping spirits move on. Oh, I like that. One... Well, I think one of them we may have to cover at some point because it is very Twin Peaks-ish. So I won't talk about that one. I just started replaying The Journey Down, which are... so familiar. It's a series of three games. They're not as puzzly as this one, but Mm -hmm. you're like... You're playing as like a Rasta person. I don't know, like Uh... an island person. All the art is done. All the characters are done with like... Afri- their faces are like African masks, mm-hmm. tri- like ancient or not maybe not ancient, but like traditional tribal masks. It's mm-hmm. really interesting. It's cool. It's it's fun. <laughs> I'm just so tempted to like say a million games. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the fun thing is I think we're both very much into video games and we just always want to talk about video games. <laughs> and I, know. And <laughs> I love perfect forum. click games so much. Uh, Grim Fandango is one of my favorites. Did I already say Whispers of a Machine? No. Whispers of a Machine. I just replayed. That one's really cool because you're playing as like in the future, but like mm. the police are augmented with like oh. different powers kind of like. Interesting. And depending on how you answer like the dialogue questions, it puts you in a different like personality path and that gives you different Ooh. augmentations at the end. So you can I love play those, it differently. Guys. It's really cool. So you can play it a bunch of times and like just make yourself answer everything aggressively, which is very hard for me. <laughs> and <laughs> I know exactly what you the mean. Aggressive <laughs> augmentations or whatever. That's what I did last time. <laughs> it is so hard to be mean to fake characters in games for me. I'm like, <laughs> I know, oh, I know. Nice. I'm like, no, Maya, you are gonna be mean. <laughs> it can be hard when there's three options you're like i don't even know which one is which <laughs> right <You know? laughs> i remember one of my favorite games ever was fable 2 and there was like a, a good and bad meter or good evil meter excuse me and there was like an achievement for being really good and neutral and then really bad 
And of course, I did the good and neutral first. And then uh, when I had to be bad, you have to do a lot of bad things. And I'm like, <laughs> but, and your character like grows like devil horns and becomes really red. And you're like, <laughs> oh, it was really, cool. it was very hard for me to do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, one that I'm looking forward to coming out is, of course, Breath of the Wild 2, Zelda. Of course. Uh, in Mar- or May. I can't wait. I probably will disappear for a month. I I mean, I feel like that's been such a highly anticipated game too. Yeah, definitely. Well, I love the first one. Like I said, I got every, I think I completed it to 100%. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there was, I feel like I had a, Never mind. I thought I had a a game in my head that I was like, I'm so excited for that to come out. Now I can't remember what it was. (laughs) I'm, I'm very excited to play this one game. I really like the Daedalic point-and-click adventure games. They don't mm-hmm. only just do those, so they're kind of like a little few and far between. Mm-hmm. But they just came out with one, which I believe is a like a sequel to The Whispered World. Because mm-hmm. they had The Whispered World, then Silence, and this one is, I think, like The Silent Children. So I think it's all in that same mm-hmm. world. But at this point, it's only on Steam for like microsoft computers so oh that's i haven't gotten it yet (laughs) because i do have one laptop that i got just specifically for playing games (laughs) for microsoft games but they always come out and i'm like why am i buying this game five times (laughs) 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 but anyway um well i hope you guys could follow and enjoy that game discussion Definitely. And maybe like when you play the Cube Collection and the Rusty Lake games, if you really get into them, let us know what your favorites are. And yes, we love you know, feedback. We want to hear it. about it. Yeah. Yeah. If we could just do a point and click or a video game podcast, I'm sure there's plenty of those out there. Oh, but yeah. like, I don't know how much of a, <laughs> an audience there is for a point and click adventure game podcast, but I would totally volunteer too. <laughs> especially if they're twin peaks related especially if i just get to play point and click adventure games all the time (laughs) (laughs) there's not enough in this world if you have a favorite one let me know because i am always looking at lists and being like are there any other ones that exist and yes sometimes i find them (laughs) oh i just remembered my game i'm excited for i'll say it real quick there's a new assassin's creed coming out in the assassin's creed series and this one takes place in like uh india back in the day and it's really cool i think it's the first kind of outside of europe one i'm not 100 percent sure they've done so many games but it's i think it's the first asian background so i really am excited for that one and part of me kind of hopes it goes back to the original format because i loved vikings but the format was different so that's all i'm gonna say (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm always a little bit jealous of playstation play because i don't have Mm -hmm. playstation but someday maybe i will because i would like to play last of us and you know all these gosh I might, well, uh, hopefully we keep talking about like, we're going to get a PS5. We're going to get a PS5 and we haven't, <laughs> we haven't like pulled the trigger yet, but I'm like so tempted to be like, here's my PS4, Maya, play The Last of Us because I have both of them on here. <laughs> it's so much fun. It's so- If you get a PS5, I'm 100% your PS4. <laughs> At this point, I might give it to you because I love The Last of Us so much. One of my 
best friends. I just found out she plays both of them. And I was like, we have so much to talk about next time I see you. (laughs) Well, and I have, you know, I love Critical Role now. The girl who is the voice of Ellie is one of the Critical Role. Oh, I didn't know that. And in the second one, the other playable character, Abby, is another Critical Mm -hmm. Role girl. So like, it's so crazy. (laughs) That is really cool. Well, especially with the show being out right now for The Last of Us, it's just, yeah, it's like the first time I ever felt like oh, I know more than most people probably. <laughs> it's just so good. Yeah, I, love I, I really enjoyed the uh, first episode. So looking forward uh, to watching, except for it was mm-hmm. scary. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> it was very scary, but I, and I told Josh as I was like, just you wait, it's going to get a lot more scary. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) I don't sometimes scary video games. I'm like, I can't stand hiding. But from what I understand, that one's not so much of like a survivalist game. I don't I don't like trying to. No, it's it's not like uh, I'm going to hide because I don't have any weapons. You do have weapons. So you just got (laughs) to it's very breath of the wild. You got a ration. Okay, okay. I just don't like things sneaking up on me. Oh yeah, I I made a bad habit of being like I'm gonna play this game at night, and I was like I'm so scared <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I was just a, another tangent right before we get off. I was talking to my sister the other day because she mm-hmm. her kids they're getting older and she's constantly trying to show them scary stuff. <laughs> she's always like, <laughs> "What's scary for them? Like, what is in their age range of scariness?" Mm-hmm. And I think they're around the age, maybe a little bit younger. When I first started playing video games and Chelsea mm-hmm. would watch me. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember playing like the seventh sin or the 11th hour. Oh, I can't remember what they're called. Sounds familiar. And we definitely scared ourselves playing <laughs> video games together. <laughs> For me, it was Resident Evil. I was like, oh, so scary oh. zombies. <laughs> No, we were still in the olden days. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I think we should probably wrap it up. Hopefully you guys stuck with us and let us know what your favorite video games are, what your favorite Twin Peaks games are. Oh, yeah. What you think we should play. If you love point and click, we definitely want feedback on this episode because it's one of our favorite topics. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm always looking for new video games. So let us know. Video games, food. <laughs> we will be there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, thank we you for listening. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can email us at mannersandmadness at gmail.com. You can DM us on Twitter at mannersmadness or on Instagram at mannersandmadnesspod. Or you can leave a one-minute voicemail on our website at mannersofmadness.com. And if you'd like to support the show, you can leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you prefer. We also have a donate button on our website, mannersofmadness.com. Yes. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Good night. Bye. Bye.